Hi, this is Leslie Mullins. I manage Marks of Art Tattoo in San Jose, and this is Tattoo 408. We started at 10 a.m. that day, and I mm -hmm. think we finally cut it off about almost one in the morning. What? Wow. We try to do the cutoff around midnight, uh, but then anyone that's kind of like right there in the door around that midnight point, then we make sure we finish them out, so. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ethan Gregory Dodge, and today I'm bringing you a bit of a different episode than the previous ones. I've got not one, but two interviews for you, and they both differ from the others I've done. First off, they're much shorter. And second, they're not necessarily about that person's career, but rather their experiences on a day that has become an integral part of tattoo culture. I'm talking about Friday the 13th. The next one is this coming Friday, October 13th. And it's the closest thing tattooing has to a holiday. Like most holidays, it also comes with a lot of mixed feelings. It's rooted in an old sailor tradition. I'm not sure how old. Perhaps Beneath the Skin could do a deep dive for it on us. If you haven't heard of Beneath the Skin, go check it out in your podcast app right now. It's a great tattoo history podcast. But tattoo artists like Sailor Jerry, yes, the guy the rum is named after, would tattoo flash designs prominently featuring the number 13 and another unlucky symbol such as a black cat. According to Sailor Jerry's website, again, run by the rum company, so perhaps take it with a grain of salt, it was to, quote, flip a bad luck symbol on its head, end quote. That claim is backed up by Oliver Peck, a Dallas-based veteran tattooer and former host of the tattoo reality show, Ink Master. He left the show after photos of him in blackface surfaced on the internet. While his past costume decisions are more than a little bit racist, he is responsible for turning Friday the 13th into what it is today. Vice, after interviewing him in 2017, stated that getting a 13 tattooed on one's body was, quote, an antidote to keep bad luck away, close quote. Peck told Vice, quote, bad luck would come your way. It would see the number 13, see that bad luck was already there, and it would pass on by, close quote. In 1995, Peck threw a 24-hour tattoo flash event on Friday the 13th, charging $13 for small tattoos featuring the unlucky number. He's done it every Friday the 13th since then. Now, I've never been to one of these events, but luckily, I know someone who has. My name's Tyler Harrington. I work at State of Grace Tattoo in San Jose, California. Um, I mainly am a tr traditional tattoo artist who dabbles in neo-traditional and starting to do some Japanese work. I interviewed Tyler about that experience, so I'll let him take it from here. I heard a rumor from Taki that you once broke the record for number of tattoos tattooed in 24 hours. Yes. Tell um, us about that experience. It's not, there's no confirmed, nobody was there to like hold whoever has, so I can't really claim that I am the world record leader, but I, it's pretty crazy. Um, so every year, or every Friday the 13th, um, Oliver Peck down in Elm Street, te Texas, Dallas, um, they do a Friday the 13th that starts at midnight towards midnight to midnight. Mm -hmm. Basically, the line wraps about a mile and a half around the building. Mm -hmm. It's a huge line of hundreds of people just waiting mm -hmm. to come in. Um, so the story went, I took off from San Jose at 
Thursday night at about 7.30 and landed in Dallas at about 11 o'clock. Took an Uber straight to the shop and started working immediately. Oh, my God. Um, the way they do it is they have paper plates and they have an amazing crew and all these people help out. All their shop help, their managers and everybody are very helpful. And um, basically what they do is they all have paper plates mm-hmm. and they give you two ink caps, which is for red and black. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically it. Uh So all you do is the people walk in the door, you ask them which one they have, they will bring their stencil to you. And mind you, they're only $13 tattoos. They're Mm -hmm. not anything crazy. Oh, they're about the size of a nickel. Yeah. Um, So they don't take long to really do. Um, Mm -hmm. So people would come in, you'd sit down, ask them where they want it, throw it on them. You wouldn't even let it dry. And you'd just go and Mm -hmm. throw on the next person. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And I sat there for 24 hours straight. Um, It's an amazing time. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of crazy, too, just because once it starts, everybody's really excited and having a great time. And then Mm -hmm. 4 o'clock comes around in the morning, and you're kind of over it. Yeah. You get that whole second wind during the whole day at around noon. You start to pick up again. Um, the community around there is really cool, too. All the local shops donated food. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. tons of amazing food to do. Um, just putting it out there. It is a sober shop. Mm-hmm. So everybody's completely sober uh-huh. while they do this. Yeah. And that I think that is important that these all the tattooers who do do it are on their own free will and doing right. this clear-minded and clear-headed. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it was chaotic. I flew out there, landed at 11, went straight to the shop, started tattooing. I did 175 tattoos in 24 hours. Wow. Um, the original record when I first got there was 155, and I think that was Oliver's record. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long that stood, and again, it could have been maybe beaten by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty intense. And the way they do it is they'll go all the way to midnight. And the yeah. second that clock hits midnight, yeah. everybody's done, no yeah. matter if you're still tattooing or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if a client has half a tattoo. It happened. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the coolest part was my last client was this girl. And I had, I think it was like two minutes to tattoo her. So she came in and she was really hesitant about where she wanted it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Oliver's calling out, hey, you have one minute left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she finally decides to put it, like, I think it was on her rib cage, like, uh-huh. right here on the side of her ribs. Mm-hmm. We put the stencil on, and Oliver said 30 seconds. Uh-huh. I put, laid the girl down, started the outline, and she started jumping, having a real tough time and uh-huh. wanting a break. Uh-huh. He said 10 seconds. So I laid on top of the girl, basically, <laughs> and just held her down so she couldn't move and basically did the outline for her, all of consensual, of course. I didn't, yeah. like, hold her against her will, but just made sure that if she did get tattooed, it was going to be a nice straight right. tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, managed to get it in at the last second and stopped right before he told his hands down. Um, and, yeah, it was a really cool experience. And they still do it. Um, yeah. Every Friday the 13th, if you're ever in Dallas, I would definitely say go check it out. But definitely, they do pre-signups where you can give like a deposit so mm-hmm. you can skip the line. Mm-hmm. But half the fun is everybody in line, they're all eating, they're camping out, they're yeah. all kind of hanging out too. Yeah. So it is a good time just to stop by if you're ever out there. Yeah. How long ago was this? Oh gosh, that was before COVID, so maybe four, five, four years ago. Okay. Me, Taki, and Molly all went out there once together mm-hmm. and did it, and then I went back alone just to do it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that was, excuse me, um, 
I don't think I'll ever go back and do that again. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 How'd you feel at the end of it? Like it, happened? it that was it wasn't over. Um, as soon as I finished at midnight, I was done. Um, it was a lot of fun. We all celebrate and everybody kind of has a good time. And I mean, most of the people just want to go home immediately after that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't, I had a flight out at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. So I had to go back to, I think DFW yeah, mm -hmm. airport. I went back there at one o'clock in the morning, tried to go into the terminals. They weren't letting anybody in until three and sat at the airport for a while and got on my flight at five in the morning, oh flew God. home, made it back here by, I think it was eight in the morning and just went straight to bed and I slept yeah. for two days. Oh man, I can imagine. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. And again, it was awesome. I wouldn't trade that time for the world. Um, there's a lot of really cool tattooers who do go down and do that kind of stuff at that shop. And it's their yearly thing or whenever they do this day. Yeah. But a really cool, fun experience. So you took zero breaks at all, or how does that work? Kind of, you can take breaks. So, I mean, the way it works is that you can do sign-ups. People can tattoo for six hours, 12 hours, or the full 24. Mm -hmm. um, you take breaks kind of as you want. There's generally about 15 tattooers mm -hmm. at the shop doing this at one time. Mm -hmm. So if you step off, there's plenty of people to still help out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you, I probably took a couple breaks just to eat. I mean, your basic lunch and dinner. But other than yeah. that, you're basically running off energy drinks and coffee for the yeah. most part. Yeah. yeah. You want to make sure everybody gets seen because it, you do feel a type of sympathy for the people who have been sitting there since 4 o'clock in the morning. And you hope just to get everybody in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the wild thing, too. For a 24-hour marathon, still not everybody gets seen. Yeah. Does the shop invite the artist to to come out or does it are you kind of just like hey oliver can i come out this time or i don't really know how it works nowadays um the first time we went taki was invited to come do it because him and oliver talked and they knew each other from past experiences or past mm -hmm. relationships um so it was more of an inner we were introduced to go do it or invited to mm -hmm. the second time i think taki i kind of asked him if i can go back and help and do it again mm -hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure it might be an invite thing now, yeah. just because yeah. so many people do want to go do it. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, just in that shop alone, I mean, they have it down to a science. They've done this for years. They've done multiple ones, and it's literally you would a normal shop wouldn't be able to do it without the managers or mm -hmm. their shop help having mm -hmm. that organization to get them ready to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, how long have you been tattooing? About 14 years 14. Now. Was Friday the 13th a big thing when you started tattooing? Or was it still kind of smaller? I kind of have a love-hate for Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of big back then, but it's definitely not as big and, and popular as it is now. Um, it was just kind of a fun day. Like The way that I always took Friday the 13th was I would always draw. It wasn't so much of these $13 tattoos. It was more of like... Here's these select few tattoos that I'm going to do at a discounted rate mm -hmm. for more people, mm -hmm. or here's smaller tattoos at that discounted rate just to make new clientele. Right. <clears throat> but as far as like the rest of it, you and the one of the things that was pretty awkward about going to Dallas is you find some clientele who that's all they got. 
They are waiting mm-hmm. for those Friday the 13ths. And really? I, they only have Friday the 13th. I saw a full kid with a sleeve uh-huh. full of Friday the 13ths. He'd come in with maybe 60 bucks uh-huh. and get six of them, uh-huh. but just have nickel-sized tattoos yeah. up his whole entire arm. Uh-huh. So, again, it's cool if you're, like... The, and, if you're filling spaces and like just have leftover spots, it's a really cool opportunity to fill gaps mm-hmm. and then get that memento and be mm-hmm. like, hey, I did this. Right. But if that's the only way you're getting tattooed, I don't think it's you're going <laughs> down the right route. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you said you have a love-hate relationship with Friday the 13th, and you mentioned to me earlier that you're not doing it this year, this this time around, right? Yeah. Is it, I mean, you you also have a busy personal life right now, getting ready for exactly. <laughs> no, um, this Friday thirteenth, I won't be doing anything. My friend Nate Burrow is getting married on Friday okay. thirteenth, so we will be with him. Nice. Um, but my relationship with Friday thirteenth is, if you're gonna do it, do it correctly. I mean, the only person who really should do thirteen dollar tattoos is Oliver. This mm-hmm. is his gig, and mm-hmm. this is what he was doing on Van's Warp Tour. It was the way to get more people. Mm-hmm. The main reason people do Friday the 13th tattoos and the positive aspect that I think you should do them is just to bring more people into your door. Mm -hmm. It's a way to get Mm -hmm. new clients in and kind of see your work and experience your shop or bring people to you. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people just do it as a last-ditch effort. Hey, we're slow. Or, hey, I need a deal. Like Tattoos should never be lower. Prices Mm -hmm. should never be keep getting lower. If anything, Mm -hmm. it should start getting more expensive just for how many people are doing them. Mm -hmm. But... You just find a certain amount of clientele. There's a certain artist who does that kind of stuff, and they just, the lower the expectations and lower the pricing for all of us just to kind of accommodate that client. Right. And again, it, it just really depends on the person in the shop. You just, if you're doing it respectfully, I guess is the best way to say it. Meaning, like you're charging rate, real rates. You're doing real tattoo designs. You're still making your client feel worthy and feeling appreciated, rather than you just trying to make a quick dime off mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really have too much to do about it. It's just you. I, every year, I get people who message me like crazy, asking me if I'm doing some special or some <laughs> deal, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I guess there should be Labor Day sales and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I just, yeah, yeah, it should only be a select few. When you hear 10 shops in town are all doing Friday the 13th tattoos, it's Mm kind of like that's a lot going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. But again, it's if you're bringing in clientele, new people and stuff like that, I don't see anything wrong with it. Just Mm -hmm. as long as you're being respectful to every other artist out there. Yeah, for sure. As implied in my conversation with Tyler... Over time, Oliver Peck's events caught on and other studios around the country started doing discounted flash days when the day and date pair would roll around. These designs still often contain the number 13. Many carry spooky elements, which will assuredly be the case this Friday, seeing that we're in October this time around. Some shops will give you even more of a discount if you roll a dice to select a random design. You can usually pay an extra fee to roll again if you don't like the original design you landed on. In some ways, this podcast, Tattoo 408, got its start on Friday the 13th. There are up to three of these days a year, and 2023 has two, the first one being in January. My friends, Stevie, Kiana, and I originally were going to do this podcast together, 
As I've mentioned in the introductory episode, the original idea was to interview tattoo artists while they tattooed their clients. So last Friday the 13th, the three of us set out to get tattooed and interview some of our first guests. Kiana got a spider from Mike Balingit at Current Tattooing. Stevie got a devil from Tessia Spizak at The Holy Scythe. And I got a mace from Casey Walsh, also at Current Tattooing. That was the day we learned that interviewing someone while getting tattooed and being interviewed while tattooing are both difficult. It was a fun day, nevertheless. At many shops, these events are packed with lines around the block or sign-up sheets pages long. It can be it can get overwhelming for the tattooers and clients alike, and it takes a lot of work behind the scenes to pull off something like this. I spoke with someone that can help us understand that aspect a little bit more. Hi, this is Leslie Mullins. I manage Marks of Art Tattoo. And so how long have you been working at Marks of Art? Uh, I've been back working at Marks of Art for a little over a year. I okay. worked here 19 years ago also for about a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, what is your title, your position? Uh, so we call ourselves either lackeys or <laughs> counter people because <laughs> uh-huh. um, I feel like the managing is a joint effort. But, yeah, I'm the counter person at Marks of Art and okay. kind of the manager. So, okay, so you've been doing doing it here a year, and then you did it a year before that. Mm-hmm. This is actually really interesting because so we're ta- I want to talk specifically about Friday the 13th. Yeah. When you did it 19 years ago, mm-hmm. is that how long ago you said? Yeah, yeah. Um, was Friday the 13th big back then yet? It definitely was. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk-in shops uh, were were more of a thing, but I think still weren't as much of a thing. We were always open really late mm-hmm. till almost two in the morning, uh, open to close, being seven days a week. Uh, so it's it kind of I think was a big thing then, uh, and now has grown into a whole new thing and seeing more and more people do it. Yeah. To what? Uh, mm-hmm. Get talk about that contrast, the differences between then and now on uh, Friday the thirteenth. Um, I think it's very similar, which is kind of funny because you still have the line around the building. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always had a wide variety of flash to choose from. Uh, so that's been fun because time after time, people feel like they're not getting the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so then maybe it's just drawn more attention. The line, we try to prepare now for a bigger line, mm-hmm. try to have more t-shirts available, more artists available. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the same concept, but gotten bigger and bigger over time. Yeah. And more people interested. And what is what does that entail for mm-hmm. your position? Obviously, the tattoo artists—they're constantly seeing clients and they're tattooing. They're oh, trying yeah. to get the tattoos out as fast as they can, and yes. about, while still making the client happy. But then, how does all mm-hmm. of that affect you and your position? Yes, uh, we try to do as much to get ready ahead of time as we can, keeping I we you know everything that's supposed to be stocked, extra stocked, extra release forms, extra pens out, things like that. Uh, but yeah, the day of. We maybe instead of having one counter person per shift for the day, we will have anywhere from like two to three of us. Mm-hmm. And that way then we try to divvy up the jobs where maybe one of us is always breaking down the stations in between each tattoo. Somebody's on stencils making sure that those are ready to go. Uh, somebody else is getting the release form. So that way we kind of have a system. Mm-hmm. And uh, if things kind of dip in time or somebody needs a break, then we can kind of rotate off of that. So that way then hopefully – the artist gets a break in between um, mm-hmm. as we're switching them out and then keep things moving as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Because the wait is fun, I think. Uh, we had a little bit of rain for the one at the beginning of the year, but um, we thought the turnout was going to maybe be a little so-so, but mm-hmm. it was kind of, I think, better than it's been yeah. in the past. Yeah, people were excited and uh, 
chatting with each other in line. So yeah, it becomes a good experience. Yeah. How, how, do you know how many clients you all saw that day by oh, chance? Oh, goodness. I do not remember the number because I know we did count how many tattoos total we had done that day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the wrong number and be under or over, yeah, but yeah, yeah. we started at 10 a.m. that day, and I mm-hmm. think we finally cut it off about almost 1 in the morning. What? Wow. Yeah. 10 a.m. to 1 in the morning. Yeah. How long were—so— were all of those people ones that had gotten on the list and then had left and then yes. come back? Or, and you were uh, just trying to get through the whole list? Or how did that work out? Yeah, we were trying to get through the whole list. And the way that, you know, the list had been running, it made sense to finish off because I think we try to do the cutoff around midnight. Uh, but then anyone that's kind of like right there in the door around that midnight point, then we make sure we finish them out. So, so people— Wow. Okay. So I want to just want to make sure that I understand this from mm-hmm. the client's perspective because I've been to many Friday the Thirteenth, but never one here at Marks of Art. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. gonna have to check this one out. Yay. So, the so people, um, you open up at ten. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing this time too? Yes. Okay. People start lining up the door and they mm-hmm. put their name on the list. Mm-hmm. And then do they have to be here or do you call them? Some shops will call them. That's why I asked. Yeah, we do have them here. Okay. Um, Yeah, because we move through things quickly, not Uh too quickly, obviously, but um, things on the flash sheet are of a proportionate size Mm -hmm. and line work so that, you know, or an amount of shading so that we can be moving. And that's where hopefully with having the extra counter people, Mm -hmm. um, then we can be like moving that a little bit faster uh, because it is just a first come, first serve. Mm -hmm. And that's where we tell people even they can call and double check because there, this last one, at least there were pockets of time where a little bit of a break in the line and we'd be mm-hmm. like, this is the time to come down or we'll right. throw it on the Instagram. Right. But then it would pick back up again. So it seemed to move quickly where the person could just definitely come and go mm-hmm. from the line or have somebody, you know, wait their spot in line as long as they were there mm-hmm. when we're calling their name. But that's where we try to communicate that and move things quickly and give people a good heads up on time frame and things like that. Okay. So if but they're yeah. not here, then they're mm-hmm. not getting in to get tattooed. Yes. Okay. Are they, are all the artists tattooing from the same set of flash sheets? Uh, yes. Uh, and that being said though, we have, I think like close to a hundred to choose from. Okay. Um, yeah, we work off a huge poster size sheet of flash and then we have other, uh, eight by 10 sheets of flash that people can choose from. Okay. And we add a little bit as we've gone, when we've come across, you know, or drawn up different ideas, but yeah, Mm -hmm. we, Try to have such a wide variety so somebody's not feeling like they're picking from the same thing. Right. Um, they can get something different and right. that kind of a, yeah. And are they all like pretty Friday the 13th themed or or adjacent or? Um, I'd say they're all definitely American traditional tattoos. Mm-hmm. And then a good majority of them have 13 in them um, or can be added with a 13. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. do have ones that are the exact same size. Uh, for line work, et cetera, uh, but without having the 13 in them, but the mm-hmm. same concept. Mm-hmm. So we have both. Okay. Yeah. So last Friday the 13th in January, you were here from, you were probably here before 10. Yeah. What time did you get here? <laughs> I think we got here around nine okay. and then here the day before. And so making sure things were set up and yeah. that kind of a, things were ready to go. But yeah, to get here, there was already a little bit of a line forming mm-hmm. and putting chairs out and <laughs> things like that. So, and That's praying so for not too much rain, but yeah. yeah. And but then, which is good. It's exciting. Yeah. And you were you said you finished up at one. What time mm-hmm. did you actually get out of here? 
almost three. Oh my in God. The so you're yeah. working from nine to three. <laughs> yes. And did you come in the next day? I think I'm trying to remember. I did not. I was still working That's good. <laughs> my other job. So oh, damn. <laughs> I and my own boss at that other job is but I did schedule myself to be in that morning. Uh-huh. But it's fun. It's one of those things where um, you know, we don't do a marathon night like that all the time where right, it's right, just right. Was fun to be a part of. Yeah. Even the people coming in and having seen them before or running to them in into them outside of the shop. So it's a good time, but yeah, it's a little yeah. tiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> in can't, a good way. Yeah. I mean, I, the artist, I'm sure, too, like everybody, but in a really good way. It's a fun, fun time. Yeah, for sure. What What else happens? What else are you doing behind mm-hmm. the scenes that people aren't seeing that that they may take for granted that to ma- that makes yeah. make a Friday the Thirteenth run smoothly and a shop in general? Oh, yeah, I, I guess maybe the most crucial part is keeping up on sterilizing the tools that they mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. Um, some artists use disposable and some use not disposable, and mm-hmm. so they usually have a good. Since we are a shop that's open seven days a week and already mm-hmm. taken a big clientele or cover like a wide variety of hours in the day, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of tubes available, but on a day like that, then yeah, we're trying to make sure we're not forgetting about those and then throwing those to be, you know, sterilized. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else. I guess that's probably the crucial because we try to, everything else is kind of there, ready to be grabbed, to be stocked up, or, you know, we'll have backup um, bottles filled of our soaps and our, you know, alcohol and all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we try to be organized before. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Cool. But, cool. Yeah. And the, the the sterilization process, mm-hmm. is it like, a, I, I'm actually not mm-hmm. super familiar with it. I know yeah. that some shops use an autoclave. Is mm-hmm. that is it what? Type? Yeah, we do use an autoclave. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the tubes are in what we call like a, a quads or it's the mm-hmm. same, the mm-hmm. aticide, to sterilize while they're waiting to be scrubbed. And mm-hmm. then they're scrubbed with various tools inside, everything to make sure all the ink, any mm-hmm. debris is off of there. Then those are packaged and put into the autoclave, and then that does its pressurized thing for mm-hmm. about 30 minutes. Okay. Then that cools the steam and all of that, and the bag's dry. Mm-hmm. And then and there's like a, a piece on the bag where we put these strips in that'll change a color to tell you that the process is done. Mm-hmm. And then we have a designated clean area where then those can either sit to dry. Yeah. Once those are dry, then they can go into the artist station yeah. and all with gloves on and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's just that. So that that's mm-hmm. constantly moving on a Friday the thirteenth yes. or else. Yeah, because if an artist be doesn't have a tube, they can't tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness it used to be needles also because right. back in the day artists had to make their own needles. Right. And so to make sure that you had those uh, situated ahead of time, but yeah, so that helps quite a bit. Yeah. But there's a lot of disposable too, but yeah. yeah, we have to make sure those are all done. Do you have like a Friday the thirteenth like? Horror, like a really like mean client or anything like that, or just or something that went like horribly wrong or anything. I don't think so. I'm trying to think through the last. No, nothing that stands out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even within us, I mean, no, nothing where somebody was like, "Oh my gosh, get this done." Everybody Mm -hmm. seems happy to be there. I think even maybe in the future there might be things of frustration of a wait time or something like normal to say like that. But no, everybody was kind of fun and happy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a Friday, like. You know, it's the end of the week. We're mm-hmm. already in that, like, TGIF, like, mode. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, no, we've been really—or maybe hopefully we give off a good vibe. But, yeah. yeah, everybody seems to be in good spirits. I bring in lots of donuts this last time, or, like, then somebody orders pizza. So even if, you know, somebody getting tattooed needed or, you know, a little snack, everybody's mm-hmm. just there to have a good time. So yeah. I don't remember anything too horrible. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm all knock on wood for this one coming up. We're going to have a good time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, are you getting tattooed this one coming up? 
Ooh, I I would like to. We'll see about like time. I yeah. did already get to Little Friday the Thirteenth off the Flash uh, a couple days ago. You can do it before. I did yeah. not get one from the first one. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll do. Yeah, sometimes depending on time or the end of the night, right? Then yeah. everybody's like, okay, which one do you want to get? So, yeah. but I'm spoiled. I have access to it before and after. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um. I, I know this is a weird question. Like what most people will say, how many tattoos do you have? But I'm going to oh, ask. Yeah. I'm going to ask what parts of your bodies aren't covered. Oh, <laughs> if you're if you're comfortable yeah, answering oh, yeah. that, yeah. Um, I, I am mostly covered at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have maybe like a good little section on my thigh or mm-hmm. little like spots on the torso, mm-hmm. but I'm then reworking. Not to say covering in a bad way, but things right. that were done 20 years ago. Right. Uh, reworking some of that kind of stuff. Um, since there's so many great ideas. And how things are covered or, you know, the detailing that gets done afterwards and then how that's the technology and the inks like progressed is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm pretty much covered. So yeah. <laughs> find little spaces here and there, especially being here to be like, yeah, throw that little thing in there. Yeah. But mostly just fillers. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So hopefully I get to just help everybody else out and tell them I just wish I had more space available for all these great ideas that they're doing. So yeah. it's, it's fun to see. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Anything else you want to say that you want people to know about you, your job, Friday oh. the 13th? Um, I guess more about Friday the 13th and the shop. Just come check us out. Um, We'll be posting on our Instagram. Um, We're open seven days a week, even not Friday the 13th. That Come check us out and say hi. It should be a good time. And come meet me. Come meet everybody. So, yeah. yeah. Can people still get a Friday the 13th flash on not Friday the 13th if they were to come in? I believe so. Because we've done that with our, we also always have get what you get machines um, all year round. But then also for Halloween, for other holidays. Uh, which we'll post about, but then we have done, if somebody wants uh, a piece off that flash, then mm-hmm. a lot of the times we're like, heck yeah, because yeah, we want somebody to still be getting those fun For things. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. So if everybody, is it people that don't mm-hmm. like big crowds, you could still come in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's options and yeah. come check that stuff out. Or if you saw your friend get something or saw them post about something and you're after the fact or like, oh, I really like that. Then we always keep on, keep all that line work and everything. So yeah, just let us know. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, Leslie. This is awesome. Thank you. Are you loving Tattoo 408? If you are, here are great ways that you can support the show. Leave the show a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It literally takes about 10 seconds. Tell your tattoo-loving friends and family about it. If you like it, they're going to like it too. If you're ordering stuff from Sanaderm.com, you can get 15% off of tattoo healing products using the code TATTOO408. Yes, tattoo artists. You can also get 15% off the stuff you buy off Sanaderm.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. It's at Tattoo.408 on all of them. If you DM any of those accounts your address, we will send you stickers for free. We'll even pay for the... What's the stamp now? 50 cents? I don't even know. But we'll pay for the stamp, so don't worry about it. San Jose is such a great place to experience Friday the 13th. As a tattoo enthusiast, there is no shortage of shops doing it this year. If it sounds like something you'd like to participate in, here are those shops that I could find on Instagram. Sorry if I missed your shop. Let me know and I'll add it to the story. But here are all the ones that are doing Friday the 13th flash this coming Friday, October 13th. Many of them are also going to be selling merch. Let's start with the ones downtown. We got Luna Tattoo Studio, Cali Styles Tattoo, Black Suit Tattoo. Remember Abraham Ortega? That's the shop he owns. Underground Creations and Players Inc. 
In Midtown, we got San Jose Tattoo. Remember Tattoo John, the very first guest on the podcast? 11th Dimension Tattoo Arts and Shibaba Inc. In Japantown, we got State of Grace. Not all their artists are going to be doing it, just Alan Pham and Berto Garcia, but they're going to be taking walk-ins that day. On the east side, we got Premium Clan. On the west side, Unlimited Inc. The south side, we got Sacred Oath, Noble Trinity, Marks of Art, you know, Scotty Weeks, episodes number three and four, and Black Lantern Tattoo. In the Rose Garden, we got The Holy Scythe, Floating House Tattoo, Current Tattooing, and Ants Tattoo. In Willow Glen, we got Pura Tinta Tattoo Studio and Flourish Tattoo and Foliage. In Santa Clara, Vampire Battle Mansion. In Milpitas, Parallax Tattoo and Art Studio. And if you find yourself in Modesto or want to make the drive out, Anomaly Tattoo Studio, run by Che and Shauna Carrasco, who are both originally from San Jose and started tattooing in San Jose, they're going to be doing a tattoo flash day as well. I myself will be at many of these shops throughout the day. I'll be wearing a San Jose tattoo shirt and bright colored glasses. If you see me, say hi, and I'll get you some stickers. Many thanks to Tyler and Leslie for taking the time to talk to us and help us understand Friday the 13th a little better. Stay tuned for next week's episode. It will be the first half of my interview with Adrian Lee. Big thank you to Tessia Spizak for our logo. Check out her work on Instagram. She's at TrashSack69. And thank you to Mint Beats for our intro and outro music. Tattoo 408 is produced by me, Ethan Gregory Dodge, and is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. Wasn't that a mouthful? Anyway, see y'all next week. Later. Um, I mainly am a traditional tattoo artist who dabbles in neo-traditional and starting to do some Japanese work. Um, But I still have a long way to go just to respect that type of style and industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're working at a good shop if you want to have some place (laughs) I need to be. (laughs) I'm going to learn. I think I'm in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure.